Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com Welcome to Radio 5G's Cosmic Soup, a pre-recording airing on December 27th, 2023. I'm Nancy Hopkins, and Mark Joseph and I will be commenting in the second hour on Tammy Garcia's interview of Celeste Salome on Naturally Inspired Daily Podcast. While the audio on Celeste could be better, Tammy asked questions about a wide variety of subjects, questions I also had. I hope you find this as informative as Mark and I did. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in an hour and 20 minutes. Well, thank you so much, Celeste, for being on the Naturally Inspired podcast today. I have to admit, I'm fairly new to your work, but boy, am I glad I found you. I've been kind of binging on all of your stuff, and uh, we have uh, kind of a mutual friend, I guess, with David Icke. He's a friend of the podcast here, and we love him so much. And so um, I was just, uh, you know, feasting on your guys' conversations over the last week or two, and, and I'm so glad that I got to have you on today. That's my honor and pleasure to be here. And I know we've talked about it. We've gone back and forth in the email world for some time. But finally, it happened. Yes. Gorgeous, sunny day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I want to get started and introduce you to my audience just a little bit by you telling us about your background. So you um, have experience working with FEMA and government and a little bit in medical field. And uh, so just tell us a little bit about your past and background. Okay, so my dad was in naval intelligence or naval warfare, and um, he sat me on his lap at five years old, and he said, this is going to happen. This genocide is going to happen on your watch. Be prepared. And given the people that came to our home, like archaeologists bringing out advanced technology from ancient destroyed civilizations. Jacques Cousteau, I came home from school one day and Jacques Cousteau's submarine is sitting in my driveway. And I was taught how to um, eat eat Chinese food with chopsticks by Wally Shara, the astronaut, and many others. Uh, 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 Roman Vishniak, a famous microbiologist who whose work is just now coming to the forefront and whose son, interestingly, um, followed in his dad's footsteps, went down to Antarctica. He was 50 years old and he was killed. Mm. So, you know, that's kind of mysterious. Never found out why, just that he was killed down in in Antarctica. So um, I knew that this was coming. So I did get a diverse set. Wherever I was taken in life, I always kept my hands in the dirt. I knew how to grow plants, what's normal, what's not in and animals, um, had chickens, and then also goats. Then I went into pediatrics. Um, and then I did a short stint in dentistry. And then I went into environmental medicine, which is really helping me to understand because 
even in the 90s, we were dealing with people that were sensitive to electromagnetic radiation mm-hmm. and what they could do and how they could be healthy and what they had to do to be healthy in this uh, polluted environment. And then I took a hard left into um, BEMA and uh, and then, of course, DHS after 9-11, kind of not so much DHS, but a little bit. You. DHS was just getting started at the time. Um, I did help a lot of people during disaster. I was there for Y2K, um, 9-11, of course, Hurricane Katrina, um, all sorts of earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, you name it, the disaster, floods. Right. Um, so I was able to help a lot of people. I did work in plans and also training. And just before I left, I was working on an asset uh, template where I discovered that although all the different hospitals had different names at the time, that they were all one and the Mm -hmm. same with the laboratories. So um, down when you get down to who's in charge and who are you going to call in case of a disaster, uh, it was all like one entity. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So that was the last really big thing. Then they asked me to do something that I could not do. And I went to my inner circle and I said, can you see any way around this? Because I can't. They weren't taking no for an answer. So I literally packed two suitcases and I didn't know where I was going. And I left and the Lord provided for me. And so I did organic farming uh, and did farmer's market and that laid low for a while, but you can't keep your light under a bushel barrel for too long. And so I did remarry and um, we both decided that I should go back to being public again. And um, it wasn't really until, uh, so my husband was killed seven years ago in a very questionable accident, a single car uh, accident that nobody saw in an area of no cell reception. His cell phone disappears from the coroner's um, vehicle and his body is sent to the crime lab. And so, yeah, some very odd things that just didn't make sense. Um, but if it wouldn't have been David's time to go, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have gone. There would be no force that could do that that could touch David's head if it wasn't his time. Right. And I had watched this beautiful love story between David and the Lord just three months prior. Uh, so it, I knew it was his time, and and David was ready, and certainly, obviously, the Lord was ready. Yeah. And so then I had to understand that. So I lived on my what I made at Farmer's Market. But I was struggling because I didn't make very much at all. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, basically, I wasn't making it. And so on July 1st in 2019, the Lord Lord said, I want you to start a community and I want you to go in front of the camera. And I've been a photojournalist published since junior high. And I really started in photography about eight um, but to go in front of the camera, that was really hard. And the first few months, it was very difficult. It is. <laughs> uh, but, but now I love it. And um, what makes me sad is that I see a day when people like myself are not going to be able to tell people 
the truth out there because uh, of censorship and mm-hmm. politics and a number of things. So enjoy it, everyone, right now. Absorb what you can, uh, both of the news and things that you can do, the skill sets that you need to survive, and 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 you'll weather the storm. Yeah, that's that's so true. It's it's going to be about skill set in the future. I really believe that as well. Were there some things that you could share with us that um, you know you weren't comfortable with while working for the government? Was there systems that you thought, why are they doing it this way? Or you know, was there questionable things throughout your career? And did your dad have the same kinds of questions? So, um, dad and I came from a different place. So my family is Jewish, and so. But he, they, my parents walked away from faith because they knew this next genocide was coming. So they thought that if they did not have a faith, then they would be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I accepted Jesus Christ at around five. Um, and how I did that is because my parents didn't have faith. A neighbor invited me to vacation Bible school and I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior, which caused some ripples in the family, I can tell you, with the Jewish family, um, and things that I wouldn't do now that, that I did then when I was young, and, you know, like wear my cross boldly out in my grandma, Jewish grandmother's house, when I could have tucked it <laughs> under my shirt, you know, right. and just let, let the Lord speak to her, and I do believe that the Lord spoke to my grandmother, so anyway, um, but as far as being so I went in, uh, to the organization knowing full well. Oh, you did? Um, <laughs> yes, because don't forget, I, I knew. Yeah. I, I grew up in a government and military home. And so I knew exactly. And so I even had the conversation with the Lord. I said, why are you taking me into the belly of the beast? You know, And he said to get information out. And also, when I was working on plans, I was looking at it much like at the Holocaust. So what you see at the World Economic Forum was what I was working on. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at ways, is there some way to exploit it? Like in um, during the Holocaust, every fifth munition was empty, Uh, you know, like every fifth bullet or cannon or whatever they were working on to give the advantage to the to the other side. But this was layered layered, layered, Mm -hmm. layered. And I didn't have that beautiful graphic of the spike protein that everyone else today has. You know, I just saw it from boots on the ground in the organization, trying to see if there was a way that um, that righteousness and God could prevail. And and really, I've got to say this, a lot of people say a lot of things about FEMA. But I had a choice to go to Red Cross or to go into FEMA. I wanted to serve my country. And Red Cross had like a 30-page document. You could not share your faith. You could not pray. You couldn't mention another deity or power or anything. Um, But at FEMA, you could. You could pray with somebody. You could share the Lord if it was appropriate. I mean, right. you know, I wouldn't take a Bible and beat up somebody yeah. over the head. But just think, these are people in the middle of a disaster, probably the worst thing that's happened in their life. And you want to be able to give them some hope. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was able to do that at FEMA. Of course, the organization, the closer it got to 9-11 changed. And of course, afterwards, it was radically different. Um, but so that's, I already knew. Um, okay. All right. I want to talk a little bit about DARPA, because I think a lot of my audience still doesn't really um, have all of the information about what DARPA is um, and how it functions within our government structure. So it's um, basically a test bed. Um, it's more on the military governmental side. Congress funds them. They have a black op program that we is cl- totally classified that we know nothing about, which is, you know, decades ahead of anything that we know about. Right. And then there's the stuff that if you go to DARPA, which any of you can go on in a search engine and go to news and find out what they're up to. Um, But what I noticed over the years that I've covered things, news from DARPA is that it used to be a five to 20 year time that they would test that it before it got to the commercial market. Hmm. Now that we have broken Moore's law and Moore's law, it talks about the, time it takes for technology to turn over. Yes. I just recently learned about that. So if after you get done trying talking a little bit about DARPA, if you would explain Moore's law, I think that that is very, it pertains to what is happening today so much. And I've only heard it mentioned uh, recently one other time. Well, it, it basically is a time period that technology will double. And now I think it was used to be 36 months or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've smashed that. And now technology can double in 24 hours. Even our language has been weaponized and can double in that short of a period of time. And And is there in Moore's law, there's like a capping, right? the, The theory is that there's only so much energy that the earth can sustain or, or, or facilitate isn't that correct? Uh, I don't agree with that hypothesis. I, I, I'm not sure I agree with it either. But is it is that is that what what it's based on, or am I incorrect? No, it, it's it, it. Okay, think back to December of 2019, what you were doing in December 2019. Yeah, and then think about January 2020, and COVID has just hit the United States. Mm-hmm. And everything seemed to speed up, like yes. everything. Yes, all the problems, especially. <laughs> Technology sped up. Everything, regulations, uh, government, military, orders, uh, everything around us was changing very quickly. That's what Moore's Law is doing, is it's, it's condensed or compressed um, time now. And actually, in quantum physics, they are actually playing with changing space and time. And it talks about that in the Bible, in Daniel. Mm-hmm. So and in other places too. So wow. Wow. So back to back to DARPA. DARPA yeah, sorry. So, um, so DARPA, then uh, now, when I see a news thing, like there's probably seven or 10 projects already this month 
that they put on their news site, they are already at the commercial market. Even, even though they just put it on their news site, they said, Oh, we're going to do this. You know, it's going to be a five year project, blah, blah, blah. You know, I see it already being implemented in the commercial market. It's almost like they're testing in real time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have an understanding that DARPA is like military, kind of like secret opt industrial type of movements. It's not, is it? It's not, it's not just that. It is, some of it is, a lot of it is for military, um, military use, but it always ends up benefiting or harming mankind. For, for instance, my daughter was born with some holes in her heart and she's one of the first babies to survive open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And they remember Teflon, yes. the little Teflon pills. Oh, yes. They put Teflon patches in her heart to, to seal up those holes. That was a part of the space program and the DARPA programs. So, you know, it does, it's dual use technology. It, it has a good point, but most of the time it's not used for good. Right. And it is very military um, in application. Mm-hmm. But they're but they end up in everyday world as well, right? It's yep. it's medications, it's vaccines, it's it's technology um, that we end up you know using in our everyday life. It's not just for covert operations, right? It's even our computer, the internet, um, what we're doing with it. Like they've got a program now for misinformation. It's mm-hmm. called Incas, I N C A S. Um, and so you can look at that. Everybody, when COVID hit, so this is like December 2019, the beginning of 2020. If this was a big disease that they were concerned about, now this is a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, is doing exactly what they wanted, but so they only, for every $10, they only put $1 towards treatment or finding out what it was. Supposedly it was a mystery, blah, blah, blah. Right. But they put nine out of the $10 to fight the infodemic misinformation and disinformation. Wow. So that was from oh, the yeah. very beginning. Yeah, the infodemic. Mm. So can you talk a little bit about the virus itself? And I know you don't, you know, you have a different interpretation of it. Um, so explain that. And then uh, how the vaccines have actually, um, you know, they're, they're a bioweapon. Um, so can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Right. So there's this, it's a construct. It's a nano. So the nano means it's a very small size mm-hmm. and it it's, looks like this but with spikes on it i can't do the spikes with my hands and it has a payload in the center and what the membrane of it the membrane um was comprised of genetic material from um like at least seven different species seven different pathogens seven different things we didn't know plus robotics um the center the payload could include toxins. Now, these are all beta tested. 
uh, toxins or poisons, virus, bacteria, fungus, parasites, Mm -hmm. explosives, uh, curses, demons, um, spiritual entities can be in there as well in this payload. The frequency, the frequency hits, hits it. And then it, it tells it what it's kind of like a roulette wheel. I've never played roulette, but uh, we all have seen roulette wheels and the frequency tells this nano bio, which is what I called it. It's a combination of um, biological life fused with robotics mm-hmm. uh, and it tells it what symptoms to display. That is why in a family, a father can have one symptoms, mm-hmm. mother can have another symptoms, and children can have another symptoms. So that is the 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 um, SARS-CoV-2. It is designed to disable uh, human life around the planet, and it is also specifically a neural weapon to take out your brain. So you need to really pay attention, everyone, to any cognitive hiccups. You know, we all have those moments that we walk into the kitchen and we go, okay, why did I here for? Yeah, or you have to go back up to the bedroom and, you know, okay, what was I going to get now? Um, we all have those and that's nothing to worry about. But if it, if you've had SARS-CoV-2 or most definitely, if you've had any uh, therapeutics, um, by therapeutics, I would say the the jab and a pill or the monoclonal antibodies made from the humanized mice or any type of drug at this point, um, which is really not safe to have um, anything right now, then just note your cognitive hiccups. There are some things that you can do naturally. There is a supplement that I personally take and I speaking just for myself. I'm not a doctor, so I can't give medical advice, but I take choline and it's the only supplement that I know of that can regrow brain cells. It doesn't matter. You could have lost brain cells in a car accident or a football accident or drug use or alcohol use or uh, you know, you fell off your bike and hit your head or one of these direct energy weapons it, or, a, or a virus or something like encephalitis, meningitis, but it can regrow those brain cells. And so it's, and it's inexpensive right now. Who knows, you know, how long it will even be around. Yes, I do worry about that supplement uh issue that seems to be coming up more and more all the time where they're removing uh, access to certain supplements that we've had for, you know, years and years. So that's something to be aware of and on the lookout for make sure that you are securing supply or, you know, advocating towards your your community that you do not want these things taken away from us because that is a possibility. So the good news on that, I know that you garden as well as I do. And everybody, you can, for almost any medical condition or supplement that you take, you can grow things in your garden. So one of the first things that I did when I had to move and relocate last year was to plant about 
I think I probably have 30 or 40 medicinal plants for mm-hmm. different um, afflictions, not just for me, but for, you know, anybody in this area, yeah. um, everything from asthma to pneumonia uh, to different things. So you can actually grow many of the medications that you need in your own garden. Mm. It's interesting that you talked about how everyone's having different symptoms. And so do you have a theory of why you think some people don't get really any symptoms at all? Um, You know, are are they even, I guess we have to talk a little bit about the testing at this point too. Um, And and your thoughts about testing, do you do, we've seen so many different, um, you know, videos from the inventor of the PCR test, like Carrie Mullis, that the, you know, this is, this was not the intention of the test in the first place. Now the PCR tests are exploding, as you've talked about a lot on your videos and they, they'll PCR test for anything. Um, and we're seeing that with the bird flu, um, recently, you know, their PCR, PCR testing flocks entire, you know, thousands of birds and then destroying them based on these tests. So do you think that people are not really testing positive for anything? Or do you think that, um, people are just dealing with, with, um, you know, exposure to, to this bioweapon differently? So what they're actually doing is seeding the brain. Uh, with two different things. One, the hydrogel to get it past the blood-brain barrier. So if you stick that swab up close, up, way up the nasal cap, uh, there's not very far to go to get that hydrogel into the brain. And what's hydrogel? Hydrogel was developed by DARPA, who wanted to chip every single person, but they didn't want to have to do brain surgery to do it. And so they developed hydrogel, which is a gel. And now it's in the air. It's in all of our food supply. It's in all pharmaceuticals or most, I would say probably 90% of the pharmaceuticals at this point. I don't care if it's Tylenol or chemotherapy. It's there. Matter of fact, somebody just sent me, uh, she lives in Spain and she sent it to two laboratories in France. um, And it was a bottle of lidocaine that mm-hmm. she had gotten at the dentist. Yeah. And there were the creepy crawlies in the bottle and hydrogel and graphene in the bottle of lidocaine, lidocaine that she had gone to the dentist. And she was terrified because she started getting all these heart palpitations and different things, mm-hmm. symptoms. So, you know, we, we've all got to be really careful. We cannot go into a bubble. This is where it's really important not to fear. Um, You need to have your wits about you. You need to reduce and minimize your exposure. That's the best thing that you can do. So eat healthy. Don't take any pharmaceuticals. Don't get any vaxes. Drink pure water. Have a clean environment to breathe. Like if Mm -hmm. it's really smoky or whatever, get a good... um, Air purifier, they run at starting about $600, and then they, they go up from there. But mine has um, like the HEPA filter, but it also has UV protection as well. So, 
Can you explain the hydrogel? Um, you're the first person I, I noted that, um, it says, talked about quant, the quantum dot technology being the same as hydrogel. Well, I remember seeing and hearing about the quantum dot tattoo years before as I saw little, um, signs up in the airport about ID 2020. Um, and so I immediately looked when I saw it because the, the, the signs in the airport about ID 2020, I was like, what is this all about? This is years ago, right? This is probably 2016, maybe somewhere around there. I thought, what is ID 2020, right? What is, what is that? And come to find out it's actually, um, you know, technology that Bill Gates has developed along with this um, uh, quantum dot tattoo is also his invention, so when you started kind of using hydrogel and quantum dot technology interchangeably, I was intrigued by that. Um, can you talk about that? So hydrogel does not necessarily have color to it. Um, it can, but typically if you see something that is unnatural in color, and I'll give you an example in just a moment. Um, then it is probably quantum dot. And what would be the difference? It's because they use different types of imaging equipment, everything from satellites to drones to airplanes to scanners that you see alongside the highway are scanning your body. And they can pick up exactly what's going on in your body with the signatures of those various colors. So mm-hmm. let's say it's a really hot pink. They can um, see that you have a urinary tract infection or, you know, they can tell exactly what's going on, um, what's invaded your body. Have you had the SARS-CoV-2? If you, They actually did a test in uh, 2006, I believe it was a department, uh, a DOD uh, exercise where by satellites, they scanned everybody's home and they could distinguish at that time who was vaccinated and who was not in wow. 2006. So wow. um, now how does this play out? Uh, so let's bring the technology home. So last 4th of July, I had some friends here and we decided to get like a watermelon. So I got one of those little baby watermelons and typically I grow my own, but because I had just relocated, obviously I couldn't have a garden because it just, you can't move and (laughs) (laughs) bring your garden with you. (laughs) And um, so we cut it open and right away I noticed this is the color of the the red Mm -hmm. and the watermelon looked unnatural it looked like cherry jello it did not and it had a gelatinous look to it and it didn't have seeds in it and we did not eat it we did not we threw this away so what did I do I immediately went to my computer I typed in melons and hydrogel and quantum dot And all of a sudden, I found out that the whole melon supply had been contaminated with hydrogel and quantum dot, all of the melons. So all the melons that you get at the store are that way. But your trigger, you know, how you would notice something is, let's say you're going to go buy some ketchup, and it just doesn't look 
like the regular color. It looks more like a crayon than the ketchup that you would typically have. Don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Of course, right now, everything uh, last year, December 2021, they succeeded. The World Economic Forum said that in one year, the whole commercial food supply would in- include the hydrogel platform. And the, pl- the platforms would their track and trace so they can trace and track whatever's going on inside of your body, where you're going, what you're eating, are you exercising? Um, what your oxygen sat, but they can also, um, well, I've, I'm having one of those moments where I just, <laughs> well, it's so interesting because it makes me think of how they phased in uh, genetically modified foods. Um, and if you, you know, are, you know, born before the year 2000, <laughs> you can really notice the difference. And I'm, you, our peaches, our, our pears, when, when I was a kid, they were, you know, regular size, probably about, you know, hand size. And now you get these monster pears, these monster peppers these monster apples, these monster lemons. And, um, you know, you go over to the organic section and they're not that way. You know, they're not shiny. They're, they're smaller. If you get to a farmer's market, they, they're not as um, illustrious, if you will, you know, these, these uh, naturally grown um, foods. And so it's, it's almost, to me, it's like dragging you into a virtual world. Um, you know, where you, where the expectation is this vibrant, um, you know, fake kind of appearance. And that's what's supposed to, you're supposed to be driven to. Um, and so if you're trying to make decisions with food, it's almost better to gravitate towards the one that doesn't look as good, that isn't as big. Um, because it, it's a good chance that it's genetically modified, it's it's whatever. But it's it seems to me that that is kind of the same thing that they're going to um, with the metaverse. And yeah, it, I, I've seen some commercials for like sodas, and I don't drink soda. I make my own. I have a really cool um, soda ginger and cayenne pepper soda recipe, and you let it uh, like it's like sun tea. Mm-hmm. And in two days, it's carbonated. Uh, it's really wonderful. But they were very much, it was metaverse, rainbow, you know, it mm-hmm. was to suck you in. And But the big thing that I'm noticing are who wants to pay five bucks for a drink with no calories and you get a little bit of flavored water and it's not a natural flavor. It's like, tastes like, I don't know what it tastes like. It doesn't taste natural it's Mm -hmm. just a chemical a chemical taste so i i've noticed that too and it's easy to see how it could be done when you actually study uh, who owns our food sources as well it's it's narrowed down guys to like five or six companies total that's running the entire uh, food supply and it's it's remarkable, but you know, of course, what you, what you see in front of your face is all these different uh, names and companies and and labels, and you, you tend to think, oh, it's like, and you know, and they, the marketing piece of it, where it's always you know, grandma's cookies, you get this feel that everything's different, and that's just not how it is. It all boils down to just a handful of of companies that are making all the food in the world, <laughs> and now they're taking it away. They're they are breaking it down to the molecular level and re-engineering the food. And 
So in 2019, the UN said that they wanted to sell food by the one one thousandth of a calorie. And DARPA said they wanted to sell food by the molecule. And what does that mean? What does that mean? It means that there will be a shell at the store. It will be a very tiny shell. Um, But there will be a shell at the store and it will be stripped of everything. If you want color, if you want flavor, if you want vitamin A, vitamin C, if you want fiber, if you, every single thing will be the value added. You pay extra, you pay extra, you pay extra. So at the end, you end up, yeah, you have a shell of an apple, but that apple may cost you $10,000. Well, I can see it happening because all of these big tech players, Bill Gates, Eric Schmidt, all these big, big tech players that started in computers, software, platforms, they've all moved into farmland. They've moved into biotech. They moved into health. Why? Why, did, why do people think that that's why they've done that? Because tech is our biology now. It's biotech. It's transhuman. It's, it's, it is turning people into machines almost. Right. So there's something called directed evolution. The people that are doing this are uh, Darwinists and they we're not moving in an evolutionary fashion fast enough for them. So what that's consequently, that's what the vaccine does. And there are people, there's like, 600 different vaccines each with different things in it and they're kicking the tires on those and that is to change the the blood of people and get them into being a hybrid and eventually to be a synthetic um a synthetic body um that will be the habitation for demons um, and you think, oh, no, or soft robotics. I mean, I, to me, it's half a dozen one or the other. Right. Um, but that's kind of what they're doing. And this goes along with your question on the PCR test. So in the journals, what they talk about, so not only are they putting hydrogel in on the swab, but they're also seeding, um, putting some seeding material to reshape the human skull. Now, the reason uh, now your skull and my skull isn't going to change much because we're older. Mm-hmm. Um, it might do something and affect our brain. I don't know. But our skull shape really will not change. But the young people, their skulls are still developing. Now, imagine that they get this paracas like skull, like that has always been indicative of the elite. Mm -hmm. Uh, where you got the big bump on the back of your head. Um, That's what they're going to do. Or they can do the opposite. Uh, They can make the skull very small. And so what's this baby going to do? The brain can only get so far, you know, grow so much. If they've got like a lemon-sized skull, the brain is not going to be able to develop. That's what they're doing with the PCR test. And that's especially why they're saying children, 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 because they want some children are designated to be um, highly evolved. Uh, The new generation of transhumanism, transhuman 
one with the quantum computer and the other ones are slated for destruction. And so they don't need a brain because they're just going to be tossed away. You talk about the, um, the beacon system and this kind of light uh, that interested me a lot because of the luciferies that we've been able to identify in the COVID shots. Um, You know, we've seen, I've seen videos of people who have, you know, the black light, they can see that they're glowing, right? They can see in the injection insight that they're growing. Some people had it go, you know, all over. Well, we now know that, you know, they touted this thing as it was supposed to stay in the injection site in your arm, but we now know that it doesn't, it spreads all over your body. Um, can you explain how that, uh, what, what, how that works and also about how this thing kind of is self-assembling inside? Okay. So basically what it does is, Let's see which one. Should I, uh, I'll do the assembling first, and then you may okay. have to re- refresh me on the thing. Because so, okay, you get an injection, and this is true with almost any DARPA project. They love swarming. They all have their little fetishes, and DARPA is swarming. So it gets inside your body, and it starts to assemble. So this is actually it's putting it together. Like let's say you're putting together a bicycle or a car or kitchen appliance or something it's it's assembling inside your body um an operating system and then it starts to swarm so those first um images of the broken glass that we saw in the chest i go that's nanoparticles those are swarms of nanoparticles in those people and then it what it does is it swarms up and it crosses the blood brain barrier and it takes over the brain I don't know. Did you hear my interview with Barb about her daughter, Julie? No, I don't think so. So this mom calls or sends me an email. She goes, I don't care what time you get this, you contact me. And so it was a Friday night. It was eight o'clock my time. It was later her time. And so I did contact her and she said, so my daughter was born in 1986 and we were a poor family and I got just I was a dutiful mom, and I got the vaccinations. Well, then her daughter started to wither. She had a little daughter named Julie. And Julie needed brain surgery. So who does her brain surgery, but it was Dr. Ben Carson, the Mm -hmm. famous um, brain surgeon. So afterwards, like any mom would do, Julie, I mean, Barb asks, um, Dr. Carson, well, what did you find? And he said, I don't know what I found. Now, mind you, this is 1987. Mm -hmm. He said, all I know is that every crack and crevice is filled with this glue substance. It goes down her spinal cord and throughout her nervous system. And poor little Julie died in 2003 of hydrogel taking over her body. They did not know it was a DARPA black ops program at that time. Um, So when this gets in, what it does, think of it as like an empty water balloon. So it doesn't have any fluid in it when it goes into your body. When it gets into your body, as it's assembling, it starts to fill itself harvesting your life force, harvesting your moisture that God has given you for life. 
to and it grows inside in size while your biological part is withering and dying on the vine basically it's pretty disgusting well that it lines up with what we're we're hearing from a lot of embalmers that they're pulling out these like structures that they at first thought were clots, but then it turns out they, they actually aren't there. They, they look like they're fibrous materials. Yeah, they, they are. It's a lot like, um, Morgellons. Yes. And I did an article, look up daughter sometime, D O D D E R. I did an article at shepherd's heart, not life. And it was amazing. Like one day I go out on my farm and I was, I would just take a garden walk every day and my lavender had this stuff and it was coiling around it, strangulating the plant. And I tried to like look for it. It was very, um, had tendrils. Mm -hmm. Um, and it seemed it just, it was bright, hot orange. So you couldn't miss it. And I looked like, is this from a plant or what in the world is this? And I, and so I pull it off and I put it in a big pile and it starts to move like snakes. It was sentient. And I go, what the heck is this? So I wrote an article and someone in Australia was able to identify it. It just turned up in the United States out of the blue, out of nowhere. But that was I go, this is a sign from the Lord that I'm supposed to pay attention to this because it's going to play a big factor in the days to come. And sure enough, it is. Um, it's called in technology, if you go to the journals, it's called Micelle, M-I-C-E-L-L-E. Um, that's the fibrous long strings. And they actually spin it. They do things like electro spin it. They build scaffolds in our body like literal scaffolds, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really bizarre uh, stuff that they're doing inside of us. And then now they're manipulating our ionosphere, like with harp, um, mm-hmm. only this won't be harp. Well, it'll you be in conjunction with harp, but they're going to put these very low orbiting satellites. And, you know, when you go out into the lawn and you kick your shoes off and you got your feet in the dirt or the grass, it, you feel grounded, you feel at peace, they're going to take that away. So the reason you feel at peace is something called Schumann's resonance. They're going to they're going to mess with that. And um, so this, these, uh, this is called Ouija, this is DARPA's Ouija. Um, Yeah, just like the Ouija board, it's Mm -hmm. it definitely has witchcraft um, in it, it has a payload also, which includes direct energy weapons, but it goes deep and also something called ground truthing. So it goes deep into the earth. So we will not even get that piece. Our whole electromagnetic field in the air, but also the ground will be disrupted. So it's pretty diabolical. Let's, let's move towards the Luciferese and talk about that and how that is being used and what that is being used for in these shots. So basically that, if you study the GMO thing, so mm-hmm. back when they first came on the scene in the early 1990s with um, GMO products, they used the bioluminescent part yes. of the jellyfish to 
and they inserted it into the genes. And that way they could tell if their genetic experiments, their genetic edits would transfer to the next generation. And that was the marker if they were successful in doing transferring these genetic edits to the next generations. Well, that's what they're doing with this. They are, it's a sterilization, mm-hmm. um, but it also does show which ones of the genetic edits have made it to that next generation. Is that part of the tracking and tracing too? Now, I anecdotally have heard several stories now of people crossing the border and um, specifically out of Canada because um, I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian, so I have a lot of friends and family still there. Um, but when they're crossing and they're vaccinated, they're supposed to have this app on their phone that's called Arrive Can. And if you don't have it, you get a $5,000 fine, apparently. Um, but they're not even being asked to open the app and, and, and prove their records. And all the time. And in many cases, um, the border crossing person has said, oh, that's okay. I don't need to see it. I saw you coming. What? What is that? <laughs> is it the app from the phone that is that is tracking them across the border, or is it the person? It's probably both. Now I'm unvaxxed, and I went to go visit a friend that was dying, mm-hmm. and um, I had to go to uh, Minnesota. And the minute I crossed onto the border, my phone lit up like it was Fourth of July, and said, <clears throat> "Welcome to Minnesota." Uh, we have contact tracing here. <laughs> so, I mean, it just like, it talked to me and everything. I mean, it's never oh, been that wow. anywhere. So uh, that's what happened. Um, and I don't know if it's still there or what. I should have somebody look at it. But Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that is, you know, there's a lot of people who want to dismiss the fact that tracking and tracing is taking place and that that's tinfoil hat stuff. I I just can't believe there's still people out there that don't understand what technology is available and being used and has been being used for decades. So there is a backstory. So in 1975, there's something called a Silomar Conference. And it's kind of around Monterey, California, and a bunch of scientists and globalists got together and they decided to genetically modify all life on planet Earth, all life, didn't matter if you were a human, animal or plant. And the only news outlet that covered it was Rolling Stone magazine and on it, the front cover, it's a black cover. And in big red letters, it says, you idiots. And basically, they said they were opening Pandora's box. Mm. And so then, fast forward to 2005, Halloween night, the UN had given the mandate that that's for something called the National Animal Identification System, NACE. And so it was introduced at the federal level, went, got kicked down to the state levels also, And then it became a firefight between the people that did not want it, that recognized that this was the precursor of the mark of the beast and that it has three pillars, that all property belongs to the government, all property, electronic identification of all life on that property and 24-7 surveillance. 
So, and in the UN speak, humans are defined as animals. We are nothing more than livestock to be managed. That's why they can put us to death or do whatever they want with us because they feel that they're the the owner of the, the state or whatever. So anyway, we it, it we fought fiercely, but it was defeated. Unfortunately, um, it did go into law um, as the law of the land. At that time, it was voluntary. Rapidly, it changed. Um, if you're familiar with the semantic shell game, they had to change the name when they were going to make it mandatory. So then the UN called it traceability. So now the US calls it traceability and each state calls it traceability. And that is to be able to track and trace any life form. That's, that's basically from the second pillar, well, second and third pillars of the NACE and that, that you belong to them. And that is one reason that they are editing us because when you have pure untainted blood, you belong to God exclusively or your own sovereign person. But when you get edited, most of these things are patented. And then you become, you're owned by them and they can tell you what to do and it can be costly. Um, But it can be costly to not be in compliance also with their mandates. We heard uh, from Dr. Carrie Made, you know, over a year ago, and she was saying the same thing, you know, that this is patentable technology, and that if you're going to be injected by it, and allow yourself to kind of, um, you know, transform into into their um, technology, then you're going to be patentable. And everyone was like, Oh, she's nuts. She's nuts. But the more you learn about the technology that's actually possible and the more that you see how they continuously make decisions that have nothing to do with the greater good or health, how do you explain it any other way? You know, the goal has never been health. Of course, you and I know that, but for people who are listening, who still, you know, are sitting on the fence, not sure what's taking place here. How, how can you explain this, that they continue to press forward with a product that's killing tens of thousands of people and injuring millions more? Um, it, it's just remarkable to me that, that it, it's not more obvious. Well, don't forget, these are Darwinists that are doing it. So they believe in survival of the fittest. And so if millions of people die, then they weren't, weren't meant to live. Um, only a, sub, a small subset was supposed to live. So that's the philosophy, and they don't really care if you live or die. And if you go to them for help, um, chances are you are going to be given medications to uh, relieve you of your life. And that's really sad. Um, One thing, if you're sitting on the fence and you have not taken the vaccine, you need to know some of the things that are in it, you know, like those little jellyfish things that uh, Dr. Carrie Medes found. I found the patent for that from heterodyne, and it's an electromagnetic entity from 1999 is when that thing was patented uh, just before the new millennium. 
Uh, they have gorilla feces in it. They have snoop tags, dog tags. Um, they have, uh, what are some of the other disgusting things? The boarded babies, um, immortal cells, cells that live forever. There's play, a place in the Bible that says people that who are suffering because they've taken the mark want to die, but they can't die. Mm. And it's the immortal cells. We actually have that technology now. And when you take this vaccine, you may think that you're going to have the great, uh, you know, a great existence in immortality. But just think if you, your quality of life was, is not good, they, you know, your trade off is this terrible life, but then you live forever, supposedly. Um, so those are just a few of the thing. Oh, they've also put, uh, genetic man- uh, material from Neanderthals. And, uh, I got this Denisovian. I, I may be pronouncing that wrong, but it's the cousins of the Neanderthals, the Asian branch. That genetic material is also why in the heck are they doing that do they want to take us back to the planet of the apes you know and make us ape-like um so there's a lot of experimentation going on what i would highly suggest is that you ask for the professional insert that's the doctor insert that comes with the particular vaccine and my opinion after studying most many of them at least 60 hardcore and others lightly there is no safe vaccine. They are all gene editing weapons to kill you, all of them. But if you want to see the professional insert, uh, you can, you know, don't let them put stick you without knowing the ingredients of what is in that. Mm-hmm. At least if you have the piece of paper, you will at least know what they said. Um, it doesn't mean that they have to put all the ingredients on that professional insert, but there is some degree of accountability, even though they are, don't have no liability. They, they get off scot-free. If you die, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least have that piece of paper so that you know um, what's what you're happening. doing. Yeah, you're yeah. making an inf- well informed consent has not been taking place since the get go. I've witnessed it in grocery stores watching people take the shots. There is no information being exchanged. It's a very quick process. And you, and you know, I, I, I've seen it firsthand. Um, people should be made aware of how many reports are in the VAR system. People should be made aware that there are 1,291 different side effects listed. Um, in from the trials from from these shots and all of that information just gets swept away in a CNN report that says get the damn vaccine. It is it is remarkable how people um, the information is being uh, held back, but also how more people aren't questioning what they're doing before they're doing it. Yeah, you don't know they could be putting bleach in the shot or yeah. any anything. Uh, so why would you even do that? I, you know, I'm going to grill somebody up one side and down the other before I do put anything into my body. Yeah. 
Tell us about what the barcode for life is. This is really an interesting, <laughs> very interesting uh, development that I've learned from you. So this was actually early on. Um, I didn't know when it started, like 2000, 2003, something like that is when I became aware of it, that they were having magnetic barcodes and they were classifying the genetic material of all life on earth. And um, they're actually storing it in buildings like the seed bank mm-hmm. um, in Sweden. So it it's not, it's not good. Um, and they've, they've proceeded. Uh, it went exponential into the human territory. I don't know if you've heard of um, precision medicine, but Francis, Dr. Francis Collins, um, about 2016 or 2017, it went public. It's a One Health um, you can look at if you want the backstory, it's one health, but precision medicine is basically medicine in the future is going to be based on your genome. And you mm-hmm. have to give a sacrifice of your blood to have any treatment whatsoever. And if you don't give it, you're not going to get treatment. So uh, be careful because now um, it is, it can be used in experiments. It's not between you and the doctor in the lab anymore. They share it. There's like open source data banks that they can use. Um, anybody has access to it that, that can form a weapon. You know, it's, it's very dangerous. We've talked about that before on the podcast. I've listened to congressional hearings with doctors warning um, the warning Congress that, you know, we've been sending our genome out to China to be mapped for a long time. And, you know, what is China doing with mapping our genome? And and it should be noted that China is not sending their genome to us. So these these types of bioweapons, uh, shots, whatever you want to call them, can be targeted based on your genome. So it, it, as far yes, they can. And to close the loop on the barcode for life, that just, the precision medicine just brought the humans. Uh, Francis Collins wanted a million people the first year. And now because of the SARS-CoV-2, they're getting more and more, you know, everybody's into the database now. So with this new technology, and it's just, it's very sad. I mean, it's sad for me to see. And it's, it was hard for me to come to grips. Well, I had a step-down moment, but when I went from allopathic medi- medicine to more of an integrative environmental medicine. And then um, that, because the two clash, those two yeah. worlds oh, yeah. clash. And yeah. now we have this whole techno, it's, it's a techno um, directed evolution experiment going on. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what is IBM's role? in this because I found that interesting you know IBM is a very old company and I was just talking with Patrick Wood who is an expert on technocracy and he was talking about IBM and their role um, that they played in World War II and uh, how a lot of their history um, is kind of hidden the, the role they played in World War II 
And here they pop up again <laughs> um, when I'm listening to one of your talks um, with the barcode for life. Yeah, so it's classifying. They've always been into classifying life and um, drilling it down so that basically they're stripping you naked and you're going naked before the quantum computer. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. And many people voluntarily just give away all of their protections and barriers that they were given by their creator whether you believe in a creator or not as a human your your skin is a barrier i mean we have a lot we have our immune system that's a barrier mm-hmm. we have all we have our cognitive blood, abilities right and the blood yeah. brain barrier is very hard to penetrate so there's all these barriers but so ibm is going to be just building on what they began in World War uh, II. Now, remember, under Operation Paperclip, all the Nazis came over here, and it wasn't just in rocketry. They went into food, they went into medicine, and now we've got a bunch of Nazis doing experiments. That's why there's no accountability. That's why they just threw the rules out and Mm -hmm. anything goes now. But well, and it's generational. I think a lot of people have a hard time grasping how this could be happening. Some, there's a lot of people that think that we're past those kinds of atrocities of, of crimes against humanity that, that, well, we're past all that. We've learned from it. We're over it. This is, you know, this is, this is just incorrect thinking <laughs> because this is generational. We, we see these people raise their families with us, with a specific set of values and they continue on with this mission of life to advance humanity through technology. This is what they believe. This, this is what, you know, they've been taught and it's, it's generational. It's not something that just ended with a few, uh, German soldiers or doctors or scientists that got brought, brought over and then worked here until they died this is a philosophy for life yeah actually and death yeah and uh, it's a death cult (laughs) it is a death cult yeah it definitely is um what else can you tell us um about the future going forward with with the state of humanity in terms of everyone that has taken the shots what we can do, um, you know, as people that are are kind of, you know, sitting back and, and trying to get the information out, but also trying to survive through this thing. So whether you've had SARS-CoV-2 or you've taken the vaccine, um, the best thing is to eat as pure a food as you can. I like my home growing food because it's nutrient dense. Um, You can't get any fresher. There are certain microbes on that food. If you don't wash it, uh, you can just, it helps your microbiome. And believe it or not, your gut really controls a lot of what happens. Everything from your hormones to the way you think. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. There are things that you can do. um, So you want to eat, you want to drink pure water. You want to uh, breathe pure air. So if you live in a smoky or polluted area, I would get a quality air filter. Um, You can take baths that detox high supplementation. I would say, you know, your vitamin A, your vitamin D, um, 
vitamin C. Uh, you don't want to forget your trace minerals. Um, those are really critical, especially like copper these mm-hmm. days, because copper is going to help you against this new uh, threat, which is emerging, which is the direct energy weapons um, exercise. Well, it's an it's a operation to hit every man, woman, and child on planet Earth with a Havana syndrome um, experiment. So um, it's best to prepare now. And the best thing, you can get copper mesh, fine copper mesh on Amazon, but you do need to ground that. So you need to get with somebody professional um, on that. And then you, let's see, you could do, um, if you've had a direct energy weapon attack or whatever, or even just for the sensing, uh, get some paint with copper in it. Um, that helps a mylar. Um, if you put mylar on your roof, that will help uh, any frequencies that are trying to infiltrate. Um, if you are electromagnetically sensitive, you should take out all the electronics out of your room. Don't have a light. Um, you know, you just need to uh, stay away from, uh, you know, just have a clean room, basically. Um, and don't have perfumes or, or scents of better chemicals. Um, what I've learned in the military conferences are, is that most of us are chemically dosed. And then now we're getting the pathogen and then they're going to hit us with um, frequency in a binary weapon type fashion. So frequency is such an interesting topic to me. I don't think that we, um, you know, as you mentioned before, it can be used, these types of technologies can be used for good and can be used for bad. But I think that frequency is actually the new frontier in healing in a, in a positive way. And I think that we're hopefully, if we make it through all of this, that that will be a huge uh, turning point for healing in the future. Absolutely. So, so I've got a lot of books that deal with energy healing because I believe in that wholeheartedly. And so in one of them, it said, if you're standing in line at the grocery store and the person in front of you is in terrible health, terrible, but you are in good health, you know, you've got vitality and energy and you're happy and uh, just healthy and you're just radiating you do not have to even talk to the person. You do not have to touch the person. Just your proximity to them, that person who is not well, kickstarts the healing process in that person's body. Now, that is very powerful. And very that powerful. is what I'm talking about in terms of healing. Like that is, and that's unification as well. I think when we start to learn about frequency healing and how it can unite us, I mean, I just, the, the possibilities are endless when it comes to that. And so I look forward to, uh, you know, the breakdown of our health care system. Honestly, I look forward to it because it's been horrible for a very long time. It is not a healthcare system. It is a disease care system. And so something new has to emerge out of all of this darkness. It just has to. 
And so I think that's one of the things that we can take away um, looking forward into the future, that this is such a interesting topic. And I, I would encourage everyone to kind of dive in and start learning about frequency and light healing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Photonic. Um, also, uh, okay, so that's the little pellet, homeopathic, mm-hmm. um, essential oils, you know, there's a lot of different modalities that you can experiment with. And it, like my sister, she's like a garlic powder. You know, she, <laughs> I mean, if she gets the slice little thing, she garlics will solve the world's problems. But for me, garlic does nothing. Right. So, but I found other things and I've got my go-tos, you know, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be caught without my vitamin C. Mm-hmm different different things my vitamin a like the first sick sign i have a like a little sore throat or something slam down those vitamin a's mm-hmm. um so i think what you you come to realize that you are fearfully and uniquely made yes and that and so we shouldn't when we look at somebody like if i i can share with you what i've learned and you may experiment And you say, well, didn't do anything for me or, you know, this was fabulous. Um, But we shouldn't judge another person because this is going to, when you get into the quantum level of healing um, and the frequency, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be a cookie cutter. It's not like when you go to the doctor's office, if you've got got the symptoms of a cold, it's antibiotic, antibiotic, antibiotic or at least it was in the past, Um, it might be that you do need to do some detox baths or change your diet, Mm -hmm. definitely exercise. I mean, really exercise is a beautiful thing. And we tend to look at it as Americans and say, I don't really want to exercise, you know. Um, it should be it's it, it's something that you should be grateful that you get to do you know you have the ability to do this so yeah that's it's a it's a mind shift um you know to to start thinking at things a little bit differently from a different point of view and that's so true about painting people with the same brush and and that's kind of part of what's gotten us into this crisis we're in right now thinking that there'd be one solution for an entire population Right. This is this is ludicrous to think that every single person on the planet could take these injections and have the same outcome. That is, that's, well, they, they they do have the same outcome. It's uh, safe and effective depopulation. <laughs> True, but they don't. They leave off the depopulation. Right. They just say it's safe and effective. But that's why they can say it for across the board mm-hmm. because that's their goal is to mm-hmm. usher you from this life into the next life. Sure, but it's also because people have the understanding, they hold the understanding rather that there is a one solution for everybody. And when we stop thinking that way, because that is not the correct way to think about health, um, they can stop pushing their products on us and, and because we won't take them. And that really is the solution is to think, oh, wait a second, what would make me think that this solution would be good for everybody when I know I can be allergic to peanuts? And my neighbor is not allergic to peanuts. And I can like, you know, the taste of cilantro while someone else thinks it tastes like soap. 
See, we're, we're that unique and that's the way we need to approach our healthcare. And really we're the best ones to know what the proper modality is for us to heal. It's but it's about getting quiet and about really listening to the signals that your body's giving, giving you. Cause that's what symptoms are. They're signals. It's telling you, Hey, you got to do something about this. You need to change something. That's all a symptom is. But instead we've, we've been taught to be terrified of symptoms. And the, and our enemy is seizing on that. And when you go down to the nano level, what a lot of the pharmaceutical products are, are doing is confusing your body signaling, mm. confusing it. So what you need to do are find things like I have a pendant or an array that makes coherent and photons like it was back in the Garden of Eden. It straightens out the tangled mess. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need to do is to, and then that you also get that by healthy living. What can you do to fight this? Just be a human, maintain your any way that you can. And I do it with loving acts of kindness. And you say, well, I'm not a broadcaster. What could I do? Maybe you're a baker. Bake some cookies for your neighbor or somebody that's shut in or doesn't know how to bake. If you're a musician, go in front of the post office or down the street and play a song, strum it on your guitar or your flute or your harp or whatever you have. Um, maybe I, my webmaster came to me. He just walked into my life like 30 years ago. It wasn't 30 years ago. I think it was 30 years ago. And he said, the Lord told me that you need a technical person for what you're going to, for your calling. And he has been helping me ever since <laughs> with my website for no charge. Uh, so you, if you're technical, you can do that for somebody. Yeah. That's wise advice. Thank you so much, Celeste, for joining me today on the Naturally Inspired Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the second hour of Radio 5G. This is going to be, um, this is a pre-recording, of course, but this is going to be played on the 27th of December. That's a Wednesday. So I'm glad you guys are here that are listening or the people in the archives. And um, Mark and I, Mark Joseph, who's who's on with me now, um, He's been telling me about Celeste for a long time, and I have listened to her. I've used her before. Uh, what really impressed me was uh, Tammy Garcia, the one who was interviewing her, her questioning. The sound wasn't that good on Celeste, but the que the questions that, she, that, that Tammy was asking were the ones that I was asking. So from that standpoint, I said, no, let's just go with this because... To me, it was very, very um, informative in that I had questions that, you know, were addressed in that show. So, Mark, give me a little background on what you know, because you've been following her for so very long. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I found her through the usual people like David Icke and various places she gets interviewed, Mike Adams, things like that. And uh, I have subscribed before and... Uh, I will be checking out her Patreon. Um, her blog at Shepherd's Heart Life is really good, always up to date. But uh, obviously her interviews are the more accessible and di digestible. And I did take her advice on using choline. Um, I use it pretty regularly, and it's helped. 
Um, yeah, so she's on top. I really like this this um, interview because it's like balanced with solutions and hold, hold, yeah. hold on. You said you didn't say say chlorine. What did you say? Choline. I mean, she meant. I, I'll, oh, I'll detail choline. that. That's to, okay. that's a basic supplement you could go like to the vitamin shop, um, and and they should have it to regrow brain cells. That's she's doesn't share that regularly, but I'm glad she did here. So it was really nicely balanced with solutions and uh, stuffs going on that that's happening. Okay. And yeah. Okay, so it's for brain cells because I had I had heard it in the in the tape, and I'm going, what did she say? And it just didn't, you know, I couldn't compute it. Choline, C O L I N E, right? No, C H O L I N E. So everybody C should have this, obviously, for trade and bar trade and barter. This is going to be huge, but like. Like she's saying, there's stuff everywhere, all around us in the air. Like, just get something to build your armor and, you know, fortify. And this is a simple thing everybody, anybody can do. Okay, my experience has been with <clears throat> with turmeric. Uh, you know, it's a spice. You know what is a spice? It's an Indian spice. And when I was about, well, I don't even think I was 60, I was having trouble with looking at a telephone number, and before I could dial it in, I couldn't remember the number. And that's not my mind, you know? And I was, like, starting to freak out because it was mostly that particular thing that was I was detecting is something's wrong with my memory. And I do not remember who said it, what said it, but somehow or another, turmeric came up in a conversation about you know, protecting your brain. It's an inflammation. I mean, I use, the dog has had turmeric every day of his life because it cuts down any, any inflammation in your body. And, um, you know, initially I thought, okay, so it's, it's in inflammation in the brain for whatever reason that turmeric's affecting. But over, I've been using it daily for, well, I don't know, 20 years. And, you know, I've got a very sharp mind for somebody my age. And or for anybody, actually, it's really sharp. But I, I, I believe it. It had a lot to do with the turmeric because another friend of mine was having the same basic problem. Simple little things that make you start to question. And she had gotten on something, some farmers. I don't know if it was pharmaceutical or natural. She was into natural, so it might have been natural. But it was supposed to be good for your brain. So I said, well, let me try it. I'd already been on the turmeric. And I didn't even look at the ingredients. I took the pill, and as soon as it hit my system, I said, there's turmeric in that. And I turned it over, and sure enough, it was turmeric. So um, just be aware that there there is that option that I'm not a medical doctor, but for me, my own, you know, experience with it is that's another one. But um, do you know why this works with the brain? Um, it I mean, it, it does vary, and um, it, it's like what she, she was saying in the, um, I'm trying to find the timestamp, but like everything works different for everybody, and so we just got to see what works for each person, but it is like one of those superfood kind of things, but in that thing of, you know, mileages may vary, uh, the thing that vegetarians and vegans don't tell you, but the low-carb and zero-carb community tells you especially when it comes to plants, is plants create their own pesticides, their levels of carcinogen, anti-nutrients, oxalates, and all these other things that do impact the body, and you don't hear it from them. 
And I always wondered about that, but I'll try to find an article here that specifically states it in different levels. So turmeric is actually one of those that has oxalates. So there's a book called um, Toxic Superfoods by Sally K. Norton. And so people can go to podcast interviews and YouTube and to find that balance between what works for you and what doesn't and how like these oxalates are, are terrible for people, like, like a lot of people especially for her. And she's allergic to beef, so she has to stick to seafood. Talking about Sally Norton. And really like eye-opening and informative that you got to see what works for you. And plants have a way to de- needed a way to defend themselves against people, and it's kind of a slow-kill process in how this works. So definitely don't do spinach, the high-oxalate foods. Um, what's another one? Chard, uh, beets, and then my favorite, dark chocolate. So I got to... <laughs> you got to find your balance. So... Um, I mean, if turmeric works for you, great. But you know, there's other things like like Celeste was saying, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, cow brain or pig brain is another super one for the brain. Um, black squid ink, also for neuro um, neuro function, with, and it also protects against EMF. So, you know, we're fortunate to have these people still around and still still you know sharing out there while they can. Yeah, you know, and it's probably partially our belief system. If we believe something is doing something, there's no reason to doubt that it could be doing something. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's like what we're trying to say here is that there are options for any kind of thing that they talk about as being dangerous or hurting you. There are options. You just have to be aware that there are options and look for them and see what works for you. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I, I no, they, that's it was really important. Yeah, so <clears throat> the mind over matter. Obviously, you see, this podcast is talking about quantum um, um, healing and and different approaches. Uh, and so, what you're saying about the belief system of placebo and the SIBO, I mean, if you start with consciousness and go from there, so many things could be solved, right? And it, it, it's like law of attraction. Abraham Hicks, that whole thing where you got the mindset. We know mind over matter does happen. And um, the centralizers know about this, and that's why they're so focused on. Like what she was saying in the podcast, I don't know the timestamp, but the infodemic and what Dr. Rima Leva was calling it the propagandemic, where DARPA was doing, what was it, 9 out of $10, again, for misinformation, disinformation. That's why you hear those terms so much in the regular digestible um, news, it's because the mind is that powerful. And when you can sway it in a certain direction with that kind of um, life force, then change does happen. So, um, yeah, they covered so much here. It's great. This is one of our best interviews, I have to say. Definitely her latest one. I think it was on the 11th of December. So, like, hey, if, if you want to try to wake up people or whatever, this is the interview. It, it at uh, first, I was thinking like um, it could have been too much of a black pill, but it it does balance the solutions with what's going on. And again, whatever your spirituality is, whatever your back to nature and to source approach is, that that's going to go hugely. Um, and what I like to approach is since the kingdom of God is within, then what is it that you can do? Different, you know, mind technologies to bring the divine intelligence into this world and operate from that. And so her solutions, uh, Solom's solutions are simple, 
acts of kindness, love, and then I like that idea of you just standing next to somebody um, wherever, grocery store, daily life, and because our biological electrical fields go out, what, at least six feet, then you're already affecting people. So Rupert Sheldrake covered this with morphic fields, fields of information. And in matrix energetics, you know, you can send those out um, long distance. And like with Nancy's remote viewing, it, it's similar. So there is remote influencing. It's just directionalizing your intention and emotion. So it, it's, you know, we're born with all of these things and slowly they're being, uh, the layers are peeling out, peeling off. I went to the, I had to go to two different grocery stores. Um, and in the second grocery store, this woman was in, a, in an aisle that I had just gone down. And she looked at me and <clears throat> I honestly had no recollection of her whatsoever. None. And she said, oh, we meet again, small world. I didn't know if she was talking about the other grocery store or this grocery store. And to be honest, when I'm in a grocery store, I'm real focused on what I'm doing. So I said, it's a small world, you know, and I kind of shrugged it off. But then after I got out of the grocery store and was home and, you know, just I, I, I thought about that. And I said, what was that all about that I had no recollection of her i'm sure it happened that maybe it was in the first grocery store and um i got this messaging that she just needed to have a boost from your energy you know so it, it ties in this is a synchronicity thing you know oh okay i got it now i mean because you kind of theoretically know some of this stuff but until somebody really points it out to you you, you don't get engaged in it and um, it was funny because I felt so guilty about not having been nicer because I was so focused that I've been sending love blankets to this stranger that I don't even remember where I first saw her. So, you know, I, I'm just pointing that out, that to me this is a, a synchronistic kind of situation, you know, that anyway, go on, Mark, sorry. No, that's perfect. Like, um, we can make change anywhere. Just thinking about somebody, reaching out that way, saying a heart and love, you know, haponopono. It it's it just takes the thought and then taking action. And you feel good, you feel good, and they will feel good. They won't know why they feel good, but you know, I mean, that's the gift, the anonymous donor <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, I want to get into Solom's Patreon. As soon as possible she does have like a community forum and i have shared shungite in in her older forum so really curious to um you know see what what people are sharing and different solutions and um you know hopefully you can share that in this show and in, in the next one she did recommend there are these series of prayer books in her pre other interviews where against ai and nanotech and all of the stuff that's around us um I, I'll find it and then share it here, because that dude who wrote those books also had a pod, has a podcast that interviewed her during the summer, and interviewed these other people like CRISPR babies and like timeline wars and um, secret society. It's like it's like a movie. So yeah, it'll just take me a minute here to find it. But um, going back to some of the highlights, uh, let me see what was that. So. 
these are obviously all tools and like she was saying that they're dual use right and she did give darpa credit to fixing her daughter's heart with teflon i thought that was pretty like you know um like acknowledging and giving a specific example and that how many more years and decades ahead they are and like last week's shanghai show you played that clip of <clears throat> john wells saying that yeah the, this is decades ahead and then there is a lockheed skunk works quote of like yeah we have the ability to take et to the stars and back uh, for a while now so you know you have the secret space program super soldier people given their stories and the regression and and, and leak, leakage of of their memories and of course movies and books you know video games even are forms of disclosure so it's just up to us to not just put the pieces together but how can this be practically applied and so your series of shows you know say what show cosmic reality helps us do that too so um just take what works for you and then share it out there where you, where you can well you know the super soldier thing is another synchronicity because mute button um it's another synchronicity because i was thinking about that last night because well, I had started listening to this and I'd been listening to the other ones you sent me and make a decision on it. And when you're listening to this stuff, it can get you into a kind of a dark mood like, oh, my God, is there any way we can survive this type of thing? But the very fact that we know this information and you can't deny it anymore. I mean, when... I love that phrase, you know, has anybody got a new conspiracy? All mine have been proven true. Because that's basically the way I feel, is that, you know, so many of the things that people thought were conspiracy have now been proven true on so many different levels. And I look at it and I go, okay, how can the secrets, if there is a secret space program, how can they be sitting back watching the damage being done to this planet. I mean, are they really in control? Is it really a, a stage project, projection that they're putting all this on so that people wake up? Um, it's one of those things that I don't, you know, I don't care how how far down the rabbit hole you are. There are times where your rational mind kicks in and says, "Wait a minute." The sp secret space program, yes, it could be there. It's probably there. But why aren't they doing something to stop the situation that we're seeing? Because the stories of, of this, this hydrogel, I mean, you know, she's describing that melon. And I'm going like, I had one of those too. Sandy had bought a melon, gave me half of it. And when I looked at it, I said... This doesn't look right. And I, I tasted it. I said, this doesn't even taste right. And I threw it out. But it was that same coloring look that she described and that gel. Uh, I mean, it, it, the texture, everything about it was kind of gel-like. It's bizarre. And I'm not somebody that goes and eats a lot of melons. So, wow, that one, I mean, how are they getting it in there? And then they talked about, I well, I asked the question, how are they getting it in there? And then the next question it had to do with the fact that most of the food is made from the same small group of food makers. Well, that's how they got it in there. They centralized it. 
God only knows what are they doing, giving it vaccinations so that it turns into this horrendous thing. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, of, a lot of things that can get you down, but you don't need a melon like that. It, you know, there's so many options that we need to get focused on instead of making it easy. And I think that that's part of part of the problem of getting a lot of these people to wake up is that if they wake up, they're going to have to do something. Even if it's stop eating the poison, stop believing the medical profession that tells you that you've got COVID. No, you had a shot. You're getting the side effects of the shot. It's not this long-term COVID that everybody that's sick seems to have. So, um, yeah. Um, and I want to step back one one minute here. Uh, the, the concept of the mind and the energy of the mind and the energy of, well, magic, manipulation of energy. That, that's what magic is. And I just was like kind of stunned when she's, and I don't even remember which program it was, 1975, my 1975 Genetic Change Conference, where they decided that they were going to put stuff in people that would, everybody would be trackable. And then in 1995, they decided we had to add the animals and all of that. I was stunned that, it, that the DARPA had called it the Ouija pro- Project. If they're using terms like Ouija project, a definite woo-woo, you know, dangerous word in and of itself. Yeah, they're telling you they're using black magic. You know, they're putting negative thoughts into things. Introducing the concept of allowing demons into things. Well, if they're doing that, don't you think that maybe the counter of that would be to put love into everything you know you got this food first off you know how i love shungite put it in the shungite uh, refrigerator but you got this food pray over it you are more powerful for lack of another word influential let's put it that way over the the nutritional value of that food because reality is what you think and if you see that food as probably phony and full of toxins that's what you're going to eat if you think of it as a gift from god you know praying of life and pray over it in any way shape or form but put your energy into it to create it into something that that you need that's nutritional that will build your system up if you put that energy in that's what you're going to get reality is what you think it is and we cannot underestimate the power of the mind to essentially manipulate the energetic field of whatever you're eating to get rid of the toxins. And so I'm just throwing that one out there. Back to you. Uh, yeah, sorry. Let me <clears throat> look at my notes here. There's so, just so much. To, <laughs> that's what I like about Solem. It's like I, I try to get to her level of just this. this <laughs> it was almost like an they call it a bullet train of just information um oh yeah one of the things because i'm i'm big on uh life extension and um longevity so 
and she was mentioning that this is in the Bible. Uh, I think, I mean, Book of Revelation, I don't know specifically where she didn't mention where, but the whole thing of immortal cells and not being able to die and um, the trade-off of that was uh, life quality. So we do know, like, <laughs> there's like these Frankenstein injections, right? Um, and having, what was it she was saying, like, like, there's robotics in there, and you got the payload, and then I think she said demons or something. Obviously, nanotech. And then you've mentioned before other doctors to follow, like Anna Mahalcha, that she's at the forefront. But um, one of the guys who's been at this for 15 years before anybody is Tony Pantelaresco, and SSP people have been, you know, mentioning his name and how his DIY. Um, um, Things you can construct, you know, work. So he's got the nano bucket and then the um, the one for the transfection shedding. I forget, but it's in Podbean. He just put his name and then he's there. Um, it's interesting because he he usually it, it's hard to keep up with him. He's like does a does a podcast every other day, and he recently stopped because where he's living up in Canada now the, the frequency and the energies are really. I mean, the, the artificial energies are really. Um, hot and like he's getting hit a lot not not in a ti level but like it's just pervasive in um canada and karen mcdonald who we've talked to in, in both shows she says the same thing and so i i really like the idea and tony says the same thing of getting copper so when you ingest copper that also you have the fortification level and um it's also good against uh, 6G, the external version, the copper mesh, and of course various um, targeting uh, weapons. So you want to look up Morley Rob, I think Robbins with two Bs on um, like Rumble or YouTube, pod, various podcast apps, and he talks about the criticality of having copper and how that gets confused with iron and uh, <laughs> you have these metal iron filings and all this food, packaged food, right? So the copper helps to um, segregate that and expel it. But yeah, check out Morley Robbins. He has all of the information in that. Um, let me see what else in my notes. Uh, was, that, was that Morley? Morley, M-O-R-L-E-Y. And his last name? Uh, Robbins, R-O, I think that's what it is, double B-I-N-S. So just put Thank that in copper and then his name will come up. Thank um, you. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, she was mentioning about IBM. And, <laughs> and like, so you have these different barriers and layers to, for your body to protect itself, right? And IBM, and, and she was mentioning World War II, and how a bunch of the Nazis came in here that are basically in all fields everywhere. And, you know, the experiments have not, what, uh, stopped. So, I mean, obviously, that's more obvious now than at any point in history. Um, but it's like, how deep can you go into this to where there isn't a bottom? And, and, but it, and, and what it seems to tie into is all these TV series and movies of um, biosynthetics and making humans into cyborgs, even like the Star Trek. You know, like, what did they know back then? Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, just, just, you know, collate the solutions given here 
easy to do. You know, it, it just takes thinking, action, just around you, and and yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know how how people talk in terms of the dark side makes these movies that, like uh, Terminator. Okay, that if you if you go to the movies and you enjoy the movies and you're giving your consent to have that is your future. I've begun to look at this as a little differently. I think that this is the cosmic reality we live in is putting these thoughts into people's heads because that's the future if we don't do something about it. Now, in all of the Terminator movies, I don't think they they, they kind of allude to it a little bit about how it all came about. But we've got something like the matrix i mean when the matrix came out who really could get their head wrapped around that but now we know we feel it we're in a matrix so i'm thinking that maybe we're we are because we know that the future in in the movies is the terminator that we might be more aware of things that are turning us that way like you mentioned star trek well Data Data was one of the best characters on it, and they go through all sorts of uh, scenarios of you know when does he become a sentient being type of thing. The AI and the robots that they've got now. I saw a, a TV show. It was a uh, what is it? The Secret Files or Black Files or something about where they're taking the weaponry and they're the clone the clones the drones they they they're working on swarming drones swarming drones and right now you can put a drone up there and an operator on the ground can have that drone blow up whatever the operator wants to do but they're working with ai so that you don't need an operator and, it, you know, if they're talking about it, then they probably already got it, like she she alluded to. So there's all of this, and, and the, her concept of the changing technology being in, in hours now instead of, you know, years, uh, feels kind of right. There seems to be a tremendous amount, of, every time you listen to, not every time, but a good portion of the people that you listen to in alternative radio who were doing their work and research, they <clears throat> will cite patents. This patent for this and this patent for that. You think it's crazy? Well, there's a patent for it. You know, it's just we are in a very, very high-speed change of reality that is, I think... <clears throat> I think we're already aware of it because not just the, the movies, but because maybe our higher selves are saying, be careful of this, be careful of this, be careful of this, because it's so easy to, to sell the concept of AI on so many different levels. It's alluring. Oh, yeah, get this machine to do what you don't want to do. But on the other side of it, yeah, well, that machine can take you over and take away all that makes you special and human. But the one thing the machine can't do is put out human energy, thought, 
Not yet. I hope, hopefully never. <laughs> so I think we've still, I think we're still ahead of the game. But we've got to. Yeah, like, um, one of the things I'm looking into her uh, material is Soulcatcher. And this was also, I think, a book titled by Dr. Robert Duncan, another one of equal, if not greater, um, um, like information and, and whistleblowing. I'm trying to find some of his latest interviews, and and I think it's bit shoot. But he's he's on um, Twitter. I think it's like Time Lord or Tim Lord or something. I'll have to find it. Uh, what was the one I was going to mention? Oh, she was talking about how these things that are being deployed, you know, artificial um, things, are to confuse the body signaling. And and she mentioned around the 119 mark. A solemn of, of she wears a pendant and a kind of array that uh, um, stabilizes and structures one's uh, photonic energy. And of course, I immediately thought about Shungite and the various energy devices uh, you guys have created. Um, another reason to check out her Patreon and membership like, what is that exact um, thing I she bet uses? It is proprietary. You see, so, see, these people are c coming out and they're talking about these devices that they're wearing now. Um, who was it? That, uh, Merritt did it the other day. You know, and yeah. it's like, yeah, they're not telling you how they're making it. I'd put money on the fact that there's shungite in it. If it was, if it's working, there's shungite in it, and uh, it just frustrates me because. If people would be open and honest with what they're doing and where it's coming from, we can protect everybody with Shungite because you don't need much of it to be able to do what it does. And instead, they're getting these devices that are probably pretty pricey, you know, instead of being honest with the world. So I get really kind of like... I mean, I, I have never made money on Shungite. I have made a lot of money, but personally into my own, own account, no. I made it to make more Shungite. And so to me, it it's not a monetary thing at all. And I can understand why people, you know, <clears throat> want to make money on it. But I don't know if that's the answer. I think the answer is going back to the natural root of what is really happening. And, I mean, I can tell you that you don't need Shungite to do a lot of stuff. But to do the stuff they're claiming, the only thing I know that does that is Shungite. So, yeah, I went to Shungite too, to Mark, <laughs> in, a, in a heartbeat. Right. I mean, we you acknowledge your... your um professional background being energy electronic warfare and even going into beyond five gen warfare with, with this um you know the, the popular term of spiritual battle comes to mind but it's, it's also a uh consciousness um war too and and timeline war um i want to recommend the movie tenet t-e-n-e-t -E -E by chris nolan it really shows that where um it's a multi-dimensional, multi uh, you know, um, uh, back and forth here. And 
you mentioned Dr. Merritt. So they recently had a five docs thing again this week. I haven't watched it yet, but people can check that out on Rumble. Um, and Dr. Merritt talks about the Truman Show. I'm going to rewatch that. It's been years, if not decades. Um, I'll probably get like a 4K version of it and rewatch it. But that that's also another way to um, slowly uh, wake up your the people around you that you care about is these soft disclosures are in movies and it's more accessible and digestible that uh, for me it's like fight club matrix um the truman show um there i mean um, uh jupiter ascending or rising there's these obvious ones like the wachowski brothers have a bunch of them that they do be for vendetta and it it plants a seed yes and it does more than that too so that it has more power if the person, um, you know, like the, the, the quote of uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. So if they come to the realization and recognition of their own account, then it has more expansiveness to their mind, heart, and to their body. Because the body is connected to source. Through the nervous system, that's how um, you enact magic or mental technology. You know, uh, prayer is the, is the same, like the long distance thing. So that's why I like Bards FM, which we played his various clips. Um, they do different group prayer things and healing, and it's borders on the miraculous, which isn't miraculous because even what Jesus said, you will do these things and greater than me. So we've had the power this whole time. And we know through the Milgram experiment that seven out of ten people, it's like 6.5 or something, give their power away. I mean, I, I do get that where it's just, you know, we, we have this programming culture of worshiping comfort and convenience, and I'm just as guilty of it too, but where's your um, heart and life force and hunger and passion for the thing that interests you rather than being spoon-fed and then just, you know, getting drugged out? So um, I battle with my own addictions too, but also trying to balance it with, um, these solutions, like a lot of it has to do with like what Solom's talking about, the stuff that's everywhere, um, parasites too. So um, I use Dr. Daniel's turpentine and of course you have the copper. So it doesn't have to be difficult. Like my turpentine intake, uh, once or twice a month, three drops with sugar. And then uh, I had a big sugar issue. And so now it's just over time, it's curbed a lot. So these little things, you know, they're all cumulative. And Catherine Fitz calls it the great poisoning. So it is a step at a time. We don't have to waste, wait till January 1st to do our, you know, big resolution. You can start slow and start small. And you have these simple daily solutions. It just takes thought and an action. Well, I recommend that people listen to the, it's actually up on Rumble, I hope, um, the hour, the first hour of the last Shungite show, where we went into, or was it the week before? Uh, I think it was this last week. Um, but it talks about frequencies and light. With the two last shows we've done on the Shungite reality show, it it's talking about light and frequencies as being healing, and it's so easy to really keep yourself in good health. And it basically is getting out in the sunlight or getting lights that can do the same thing for you. 
So uh, we need to do a show, you know, where we're really getting into the nitty gritty of the concept of the red light therapy. And, you know, this take this this subject deeper because it's the quickest, easiest way of changing everything in your environment. You change your environment, you're going to change your reality. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, th- there's there's a tremendous amount of information out there that if you look at it, it's very simple because they made the concept of the human body and its health very complicated where in the old days they knew, no, it's energy. Even if, if they're not using the word energy, it's, oh, if you've got this, then you need this herb, you need this tea. You know, you need to, to uh, you know, a lot of times people were told, go out into the sunlight. I remember when I was a kid, my mother would always be saying to us, go out into the sunlight. And I didn't understand that until recently. You know, oh, go out into the sunlight. Okay. Listen, we're at the end of the, the show. I know it was short, but we I didn't want to, she really was very good. It wasn't much in that uh, interview that I could, you know, honestly cut. And um, I just hope everybody is having a good holiday season and that, Mark, I so appreciate you, you know, continually being here for me (laughs) in many ways. Would you like to say adios? Yeah, so during the vacation, people can look up Jack Cruz, K-R-U-S-E, on podcast interviews, YouTube for the best approach on red light grounding, um, anti-EMF stuff so he's one of the top guys and even is working with um, RFK and the president of El El Salvador so decentralized medicine thank you Nancy oh wow that's good to know yeah anyway everybody be blessed and we will see you next time appreciate you all for being here be safe you've been listening to Radio 5G a production of CosmicReality.com thank you for listening